You're listening to a BGE podcast. Friends and family gather round and fire up the barbecue. Let the smoke waft and float, that's what we're gonna do. You can't deny there's nothing like friends and family and food. Don't sit still, pull out your grill, we're gonna have a barbecue. The results are in for the World Championship Squirrel Cook-Off down in Springdale, Arkansas. And to answer a question of one of our listeners, yes, I still have an air fryer. Don't worry what you gotta do, cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking, fire up the barbecue, fire up the barbecue. It's time for another episode of the Blind Grilling Experience. My name is Chris Peltz. I am the most interesting griller in the world. And folks, we have got a few things to talk about today. I know everyone has just been chomping at the bit to find out how my buddy Nick did down in Springdale, Arkansas. I think uh, a few episodes back, I may have said Bentonville, all down in northwest Arkansas. But uh, yeah, the World Championship Squirrel Cook-Off was this past Saturday, September 23rd, 2023. And we're going to get to those results in just a minute. And uh, just the creativity. I'm going to tell you, I wish I could be as creative as some of the, a lot of you guys are out there. You know, my buddy Vince, who's on the, has been on the podcast several times. He's just so creative in some of the dishes that he comes up with, the recipes that he has. He extremely knowledgeable about these things. And sometimes he's telling me some of the sauces he's made or the cooks that he's done. And I'm just, I'm just like, man, I'm just an old barbecue. You know, I just, uh, put some rub on it, throw it out there on the smoke and, and, uh, you know, see, you know, go from there, <laughs> but uh, it's just so creative. Sometimes I just, I'm kind of jealous of, uh, what some of you guys are able to do and the creativity that you have with, with the cooks that you do. And, and I mean, I experiment, I do a little bit and, uh, you know, try to share some of those things on the podcast, but (laughs) some of you guys are next level, man, next level, no doubt about it. But very quickly, I had a question come in about air fryers and we often get asked about accessibility and uh, someone asked if I was still using an air fryer. And the question is, or rather the answer is yes, still using an air fryer. But it's interesting because I can't just go all in on the air fryer. Um, the what, what I've got is a Kasori Dual Blaze 6.8 or something like that cord. I, I, don't, I don't remember exactly how the size, but I know it's a, it's a Kasori Dual Blaze. That, that's the key as far as the accessibility is concerned. And it is accessible. I've, I've been able totally blind to get it set up. Now, I got lucky when I was connecting it to the Wi-Fi and finding the power button and, and being able to press that on the on the touchscreen that it has. Uh, but but I did it. I, I was able to find it, um, you know, and, and hold it down while it searched for the, the Wi-Fi and then connected to my phone. And then I set it up all by myself on my uh, on my Apple phone iPhone with voiceover and connected it to my uh, Amazon device, which 
<clears throat> has been working ever since. You know, the only time it hasn't worked is if the Amazon device is down, the smart speaker is down. Other than that, I've been able to use it with absolutely no issues, which is awesome, right? I, I love it uh, as far as that is concerned. But I, basically what I do is if, if I've got, you know, some uh, a frozen food item that I can throw in there uh, or heating up leftovers, that's, that's basically what I've resorted to with the air fryer. I love using it for that. I, I don't know the last time I've used a microwave to reheat anything. I, I hate microwaves. Even, even when we didn't have the air fryer, I would more than likely turn on the oven and reheat something in the oven or on the stovetop rather than in a microwave. Just I, I just don't like the texture that the, the microwave does to food, that, that, you know, how it comes out with the air fryer. It's faster than preheating an oven and then reheating up in the oven. It just it just speeds up that time immensely, and it it comes out great. It comes out like it like it's fresh for the most part, and and so that's really what I use my air fryer for is for uh, heating up leftovers more than anything else. Uh, again, a few things here and there, but I haven't just dove all in on you know, doing air fryer meals and, and may, I, I probably need to, but I, I mean, there's so many YouTube videos and, and, you know, different things out there when it comes to the air fryers and, and, it, you know, everything they talk about, I, I would rather have a hint of smoke, you know, and, and throw it out on the smoker and, and, uh, or grill and, and do it that way. Um, I, you know, I, it just, I, it's what I'm used to, I think more than anything else. Sometimes you get so many different little things and you just kind of gravitate to something and, and the grill is something I gravitate more than anything else with the exception perhaps of the sous vide machine. That is something that I find myself using a lot and, you know, with the sous vide, you know, I'm still searing sometimes on the grill or the griddle or with a grill torch. You know, I'm still searing things after they're done. But, um, you know, so I still get a, a grill fired up or even a cast iron skillet or something on the stovetop. But but that sous vide, uh, I, I've really enjoyed. I've enjoyed that more than anything else. And the Anova sous vide that I've got, uh, you know, other than the very first time, which has been probably five years ago now, uh, the first time that it needed to connect to my Wi-Fi, or actually, I'm sorry, not even my Wi-Fi, it's just a Bluetooth model. Connecting it to my phone, I had to have someone read a number on the display of the sous vide itself. And once I did that and it was connected to my phone, that was five years ago. I, I haven't had to mess with it since. It, every time I plug it in, it connects to my my phone using the app. And, and it you know, has been completely accessible for, from from then on, so so that's worked great, and and I do a, I probably do more with the sous vide. Well, in fact, I know I do more with the sous vide when it comes to actually cooking than I do with the air fryer. Uh, again, the air fryer is great for reheating things. Now, the sous vide is good if you want to reheat barbecue. If you want to 
you know, take some leftover pulled pork, uh, some barbecued chicken or brisket and vacuum seal it and, you know, uh, you know, either freeze it or put it in the fridge for a few days and then take it and put that vacuum sealed bag with that meat in it. Don't open it. Just take and set your sous vide up and set that in the sous vide and bring it to the, you know, about 140 degrees, bring it up to temp to eat. And and it's it's like fresh barbecue. It's amazing. I'm I'm shocked at how well that does when it comes to you know heat reheating barbecue. Because you know, generally I don't I, you know I go to a barbecue restaurant and you can almost tell if things are a day or two old, you know, or if it's been reheated. Is it just it's just not right. It just it's kind of nasty. In fact, but. When doing it with that sous vide, it's not been that way. And I've again, I've tried reheating some of that with, uh, with the air fryer. I've done some steaks and and sometimes even that chuck roast. I'll take that chuck roast and I'll uh, put some. Oh, there's a cheese. Now I'm drawing a blank. But um, you know, I'll I'll get some some cheese and put on top of that chuck roast. Put it in the air fryer, and. Uh, and feta, that's what <laughs> I didn't even think of it. Feta cheese and, you know, and, and heat that up and get that kind of crisp up on that chuck roast. And that turns out amazing. Uh, that's really good. So, so, yes, I still have the air fryer. Yes, I still use the air fryer. But less when it comes to preparing meals from, you know, from the outset and more for uh, for uh, reheating leftovers. Uh, I really gravitate more, you know, as far as indoors to the sous vide probably than anything else. Uh, I love that. I love sous vide. It's just so good and consistent and just, you know, I, I, while, listen, I, I'm not perfect, but it cooks food perfectly all the way through it's it's amazing and then searing it you know whether it's with just a really hot grill and you still get a little bit of smoke or just with that grilled torch or the grill whatever it is it just mm, man it's good stuff that that is good stuff no doubt about it but again we get lots of questions about accessible stuff and 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 you know i haven't messed with the the either the um Oh, not not so much the pressure cookers. I mean, we, you know, my wife does that. We I've talked about pressure cookers before and canners, uh, which are a little bit different. But the cookers themselves, I, I haven't messed with, and so I don't really know about that and accessibility. A lot of questions that folks have on that, and that's just something that I haven't messed with. You know, again, the air fryers and uh, and the sous vide, and of course, you know, ovens you know, and, and all the outdoor stuff uh, beyond that. So so that's really where, you know, what we try to do. I, I try to give as much information as I can to folks to help you out. But at the same time, I'm really limited on, uh, you know, not only what I can store, what I can have in, <laughs> in our cabinets and house, but also what I can afford, uh, you know, because I don't have folks just sending me, uh, you know, any machine that I want to test for. <laughs> For you guys, that'd be nice. That'd be great. But 
it, it's not happening right now. That's for sure. So, uh, so anyway, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. The Kasori dual blaze. I do like the air fryer. And, and I think if I got into it more, you know, that there would, it would, it would be great. It would do great. I just, uh, I don't know. I just can't seem to give myself over to, uh, not firing up a grill or even the sous vide for the air fryer. So anyway, I appreciate everybody who tunes in and writes. Hey, the email is info at blindgrilling.com. Info at blindgrilling.com. And uh, it's been a while since we've updated our website, but you can go there and check it out. Blindgrilling.com is the website address, blindgrilling.com. And, of course, you can find some links to our other social media and things that we are involved in as well. I've been out in the workshop doing some things. <clears throat> it got kind of crazy over the weekend. I ended up uh, having to help somebody out and dog sit. I wasn't able to get to Arkansas uh, myself, but uh, we're going to talk about what Nick made and how he did at the World Championship Squirrel Cook-Off. <laughs> oh, man, what a weekend. Hey guys, Chris Peltz here for the Kick Ash Basket. Not only the basket, but the can. The whole system is just an amazing uh, system for your charcoal grill. If you want to have better airflow to manage your fire and easy cleanup with all the ash, getting it out of there, the Kick Ash Basket and Can is the way to go. You can go to their website, kickashbasket.com. Use our link in the description of the podcast. We appreciate that as well. And of course, check out all the other awesome, uh, not only accessories, but rubs and seasonings, everything else they've got there. Listen, we wouldn't have a charcoal grill without the kick-ash basket and can system uh, for not only the airflow, but the cleanup, just because they're that good. Go to kickashbasket.com. All right, guys, I'll just go ahead and let you know, third place is what Nick got. Congratulations, third place. He got called. That is, that's his first time going to this, which is phenomenal, right? Just for the first time, this has been going on for years. And for the first time to go, enter and go, and uh, and, and to get third place, uh, that's, I I think it's awesome. I know he would, in anybody who competes wants to have a first place, you know, but um, man, third place in the world championship squirrel cook-off is, is, uh, is pretty cool, pretty top-notch as far as I'm concerned. But how did he do it? <laughs> I'm going to tell you. First of all, he, I'll tell you what the first place guy made. The first place guy made a shredded squirrel fried pie. Or a, a minced meat, minced meat squirrel fried pie, uh, and I think he had a rice dish to go along with it as well. And so, um, it apparently is amazing. It, you know, folks that tried it, that tasted it, say, said it was it was absolutely you know just delicious. Uh, so kudos to him, congratulations. Uh, but but Nick with third place. And this is where I've alluded to and kind of teased y'all a little bit with what it is he made. Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you, if I was at a restaurant and they were serving this, I'd order it. 
and I'd eat it. And if Nick was to say, hey, you know, we're over at Pits and Grills, we're going to be serving up, you know, this day, I would go and I would pay to eat this stuff. It is so, so good. And, and here it is. So he took a squirrel and he made squirrel confit and shredded it into an acorn squash filled ravioli. And next to that was a squirrel risotto and mushroom sauce. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. I, now, isn't that creative? First of all, I mean, that's... That's extremely creative to begin with, right? And so here he is, you know, taking this the squirrel confit, where basically it is pressure cooked in in uh, in duck fat and shredded, and mixed in with this acorn squash filling for these homemade raviolis, right? That he that he put together which by themselves was phenomenal. The squirrel itself was phenomenal, just the squirrel confit. And then the acorn squash and the squirrel shredded up and put in those homemade raviolis and fried. And and then the risotto with the mushroom sauce. I, <laughs> well, I don't know where you guys come up with this stuff, but wow. Wow. I mean, we were, you know, me and some other guys were at the store when Nick was making this in preparation and practice and, we're sitting around and, and and we're eating and we're just like this is so so good and I know there are folks out there that are just can't imagine eating squirrel and 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 I I can't say I get it I guess in one sense I do because there are some things that I I don't care for so there's things I've tried would ne- you know just so I can say I've tried it and would never want it again there are things that I just can't imagine even trying to begin with. But, you know, I grew up in, you know, in the country eating squirrel. We'd hunt squirrel and that was that was a regular deal. That I mean that was just something that we ate. We didn't do anything creative like these guys are doing down here at the World Championship Squirrel Cookoff, but uh it certainly didn't make squirrel confit and uh, you know, an acorn squash raviolis and and uh and squirrel risotto with a mushroom sauce. Wow. So uh, we certainly weren't doing anything like that, but uh, but I liked it, and and what Nick did, I, I absolutely loved. Like I said, I, I would order it if it was if it was sold at a restaurant. I'd I'd go and order. It was that good. And so uh, there were at least thirty five teams. I, I don't remember if there were some more that showed up or not from what they were saying, but I know there were at least thirty five teams that competed uh, this year down in Arkansas. And so for him to get third place, uh, that's just awesome. He had a really cool setup. He had uh, a guy, a taxidermist that he knows, actually taxidermied two of the squirrels that Nick had had gotten. And it had this whole display where these two taxidermied squirrels are next to this little grill table that they made. And, And inside the grill table set up to look like a grill was... The Big Green Egg has these salt and pepper shakers that are shaped like the Big Green Egg Grill. And, you know, because everything is to scale, that was like the perfect size. And so this little salt and pepper shaker, uh, you know, Big Green Egg is in this small little grill table where these squirrels are like they're grilling, 
you know, at this little small egg. And, uh, uh, and it's, it's set up in such a cool way because they, you can change clothes depending on season on these taxidermied squirrels. So, um, my wife's going to love that at the store. I'm sure, um, <laughs> seasons change and, uh, I don't know, maybe he'll dress them up for Halloween this year and then, uh, you know, get them all, uh, gussied up for Christmas and, uh, you know, well, it'd be interesting seeing what he does with this whole display that he's got. But it's also pretty cool because they've got this little campfire with one of those little flickering candles kind of thing in there. And um, that makes it look like there's a little fire next to him. It's just a really cool setup. It, it It's awesome. And uh, yeah, uh, it uh, I can't wait to see what he does with that at the store uh, with uh, with the seasons rolling around and changing the the clothes and everything on them <laughs> oh man and and now what's he gonna do for next year right I mean that that's the thing what 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 are these guys gonna come up with now it, it, so often we, they think you think about you know what what can I cook that hasn't been done before and and, and I'll tell you that's a hard thing you know, to come up with. I've got a few ideas that I haven't seen or heard of before. And I think I've talked about a few of them on the podcast. You know, one of which, you know, completely my, I don't, I didn't hear about this anywhere else. It's a spinoff of something I heard about and people, there was a huge craze where people were making what they call pig shots, where you take this piece of sausage, like kielbasa sausage uh, you cut it in a little medallion. That's your base. You wrap it in bacon, and you'd fill it with you know some type of of cheese sauce, and grill it. And you know, and and that cheese is all melted. That bacon holds it in there, and that little piece of sausage on the bottom is you know your cap. And it it kind of looks like a little shot glass the way it's shaped. And so they call them pig shots. And, and I thought that's, you know, that's kind of a cool idea, but you know, what, what can we do different, right? Is there something we could do with that? And I thought about something that I, I refer to as beach bites, where you take a scallop and you can, you know, wrap that in bacon, scalloped wrapped, you know, bacon, uh, bacon wrapped scallop, right? But uh, take that bacon, wrap it around the, sca- the scallop and then fill it with a crab dip, <clears throat> and uh, you know, so so that's something that's kind of I think kind of unique. I and I've done it, and it tasted pretty good. Uh, <clears throat> it turned out amazing. The thing I have trouble with when it comes to those types of things is really the bacon more than anything else. But <clears throat> it it definitely was was tasty, and I would do it again. So. Uh, yeah, so that that creative type thing though is is not been my forte for sure. You know, I I definitely try different things. I get some ideas. Um, a lot of things I'll never tell anyone about because they don't turn out all that great. And then other things, you know, I, I you know sometimes I get an idea from somebody else and I put my own little spin on it, and uh, and that's something that definitely you know, I think is, you know, where a lot of these ideas will come from. Uh, you know, just it, you build upon, you know, little ideas that someone throws out there or you see somewhere else, and then you just kind of make it your own. Pretty soon it morphs into something completely different altogether, and you've got, 
you know, a whole new creation. So uh, it's awesome. Uh, Scott Phillips, um, he is he he wrote in and uh, sent me an a, a recipe that is similar to sauce. What I usually think of as sausage balls, where you take a you know some breakfast sausage, some cheese and jalapeno, and some shake and bake uh, seasoning. Uh, and, uh, and I'll, I'll get that together and, and share a little bit more details on that, but I appreciate Scott sending me the recipe for that. Uh, we had a few other recipes that were shared with us. Uh, Tony down in Texas shared a recipe with us. So we got some things that we're going to be sharing coming up on, uh, probably next one of next week's episodes where we share some of the recipes that y'all have sent in. Cause I think it's, that's just cool that you guys are, uh, not only willing to share, but shooting out emails, info at blindgrilling.com. And, uh, you know, not only wanting to share things with me, but, uh, you know, letting me know that I can share it out with all of you guys as well. Because uh, that's what we're here for, right? To share, encourage one another, and, uh, you know, let folks know that definitely there's some folks who are blind or vision impaired out there cooking and, and making some amazing food. And uh, <clears throat> which is why, uh, that's why I'm so fat. <laughs> I've been doing really good on my diet, by the way. <clears throat> There's been a few little hiccups along the way. But uh, for the most part, I've been doing pretty good. And uh, maybe we'll have some results on that coming up pretty soon as well. But hey, folks, I appreciate everybody tuning in and listening to the Blind Grilling Experience. Friends and family gather around and fire up the barbecue. I hope you guys got some great plans and cooks for a great cooks plan for this week. Woo, it's been a long week already, and it's Monday. <laughs> All right, folks, again, shoot us an email, info at blindgrilling.com, and check out the links in the description below as well. Go to our website, blindgrilling.com. Until next time, remember, folks, if you're looking, you ain't. Cooking. Fire is burning, the world keeps turning. Don't worry what you gotta do. Cause if you're looking, you ain't cooking. Fire up the barbecue. Fire up the barbecue.